Welcome innovative teachers. There are many ways to plan for STEM with the engineering design process being one of them. What is it and how can it be used in the classroom? Today we're chatting with fellow STEM teacher Emine Sharma from Sprouting STEMs. Also, if you're already loving our podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. This helps spread the word to other innovative teachers who would love to connect to our community. Stay tuned for a great episode full of lots of useful information. We can't wait to learn and grow with you. The Innovative Teacher Podcast is created for teachers to learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Current K-5 STEM teachers, Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp, dive into various technology topics. They talk Makerspace, STEAM, and PBL, and other hands-on tasks to engage your students. Every Thursday, they bring you the best in technology in the classroom, from interviewing people to real examples from our own classroom. They fully believe that being an innovative teacher is what will separate you from the rest of the pack turning your classroom into something that you love and are passionate about. So come join them as we try to impact the world of education. And now, your hosts, Naomi and Spencer. Okay, I love your name so much. I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think it's so pretty. My sister's name is Emily. So it just reminds me of that. And I love my sister and I love chatting with you. So what am I, what am I best friends? Her name is Emily. And in high school, we were, uh, the Emmy and Emily show, which was not the show my teachers loved, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a Turkish name. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, so that's where my family is from. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, we're so excited to have you. Yeah. Love to hear more. I mean, we hear your high school experience, but tell us more about yeah. yourself and uh, what you do. I think you have such a neat story that I think other people will love. Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, so I am from Detroit, Michigan, uh, and I started teaching there. So I started teaching uh, fifth grade, and then I moved on to coordinate special education services in two of the schools there. Um, and while I was working in Detroit, uh, one of the assistant principals approached me and said, hey, we have this uh, FLL, which is first Lego League team oh, yes. coming up. Yes. Yeah. And uh, do you want to mentor it? And I said, sure. And at that time, like STEM was just kind of up and coming. And what was coming out was really like tech centric. So you had your big ed tech companies pushing that they were teaching STEM. Um, and, it, and it had scared a lot of teachers away. Um, but I started getting into FLL and I was like, this is sweet. Like, this is really, really cool. And it was just this rabbit hole of stuff after there. Um, so that sparked my interest. And I said, I, I like uh, the whole idea of kids doing real world things, learning relevant tech, working together in this way. Um, I liked the pillars of FLL, which was, uh, they had something called cooperation, but you're competing, but you're cooperating with each other. I was like, this is cool. So I moved to India in 2014. And when I moved to India with my husband, he's from here, um, I decided to open up Sprouting STEM. So it was an after-school STEM center. So kids from all over New Delhi would come to me after school. And 
when people see Lego, a lot of the parents kind of assume they were going to come to me and we were going to learn how to just like make a model, right? Because that's what most Lego places do. Um, but I kind of had to describe to them, no, we're going to learn a little bit more. We're going to learn um, kind of STEM thinking, engineering habits of mind, design thinking, um, but Lego is going to be the tool. And at that time, Lego was an easy one because that, not everybody, but a certain group of people in India knew it kind of sold itself. So it was great. It was working. Um, so for a while, that's what I was doing. And then people, uh, and then also teaching during the day at, uh, so after school, I was teaching kind of people that came from like wealthier backgrounds. And then during the day I would teach middle-class kids, um, STEM using Lego. And it was just like, they'd never seen Lego before. And they loved it. They would come in and be like, yes, we're going to play with the toys. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> and it was great just to see the difference the parallel like to do it in parallel but to see the difference between the two groups um so people have been following me on social media here um I would just post on Instagram or on Facebook uh just to get more customers to come in or more students to sign up and somebody had reached out to me and said, do you want to create an early childhood STEM curriculum for Indian schools? And I said, yeah, <laughs> that sounds amazing. And uh, for all of 2019, that's what I was doing. So I was teaching, I was creating content and getting ready to, I was putting scripted lessons together, teacher trainings together. We had the material source listed, packaged, and then we were ready to push this out to schools in India. We had just gotten started and then uh, the pandemic happened. And the pandemic here, basically in March, I think March 21st, 2020, uh, everybody had to go inside. And as you can imagine with a billion people, that, that was great, most people listened, but it also logistically was really hard. Um, so everybody was inside from March till about June. Wow. So my, yeah. So my, yeah, my business, that whole idea of getting to the schools, just, there was a major shift. Schools had to go online. They didn't want to buy anything. It just wasn't happening. And then the people that I was working with was like, they didn't feel comfortable teaching STEM online. So that tanked. So I had this year worth of amazing content that I spent all this time doing and nowhere to put it. Um, then mind you, my after-school business had moved online too. Uh, so now I was teaching, yeah, I was teaching kids STEM online because I had this really loyal following, which was great. And then also teaching during the day online, which was good too. Um, so that's kind of what brought me to this journey, this like teacher blogger world, which I'm obsessed with from the outside, <laughs> from the outside looking in, it's like, oh man, they're so talented. They're so perfect and put together but once you get to know all these teachers it's so supportive yeah, it's amazing yeah it's a great community so it's amazing so that's what brought me to this whole teacher blogger world um was the fact that I had this content and I wanted to get it out there and so that's where I'm at I've turned I still teach online um I still work with kids after school during the day uh, but also kind of expanding a bit to um, reach more teachers globally, which has been really good. So, yeah. I'm so well, glad that, that we connected. That's what yeah. and, it's, and it's cool too, because like people listening don't realize like you, like when you got on, you're like, good morning. And we were like, good morning. Like I'm getting ready to, go to bed after this episode. And you're waking. it's just one of those things. It's so cool that we were able to connect and we have, you know, not that obviously coronavirus was good or anything, but I always 
you know, say, you know, there's good in everything. And the best part is we get to meet a lot of cool people from all over the world. This being one hundred percent. Totally. Yeah. And Spencer 100%. and I still have never met in person at the time of the yeah. podcast recording. So, I mean, that's people, awesome. People are always blown away by that one. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys are great. Like really, I, your synergy is awesome. And then you're just as people so supportive. Yeah. So really, yeah. yeah. We're so happy to have you here and learn from you. I love, like I said, I love your story. I think it's so amazing and it's it still growing. You're still writing your story. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been really fun. I mean, if you would have told me when I started teaching that I was going to be doing this in India, I'd be like, please. <laughs> <laughs> but then cut to 10 years later, it's like, just keep an open mind, open heart, and you have no idea what's going to come. And it's exciting. It's really, really, really exciting. So yeah, I feel really uh, fortunate. I get to pretty much just teach how I want to teach, which was yeah. always a dream of mine. So, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's so special about STEM for sure. Like it's so broad, but yeah. you can narrow it down in lots of different ways and make it your own, which we, we talk about that. Like Sister oh, yeah. and I like really value that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The creativity is really important to me as a teacher. Um, you know, whenever I felt like admin was getting on me about the way I was teaching, I used to push back quite a bit um, because I think I'm, I'm all for aligning things to standards. That's not a problem. I'm all for data and that's fine. But um when you start to get into delivery, that's when you really start to like shut a teacher down because that's what a lot of us go into teaching for, right? We wanna show people our creative side. It's almost like acting. Yes. Um, so when you start to shut that down, um, that's when it gets a little dangerous. So I, I feel really fortunate that I'm in a place where people are what, receiving that part of me really well because it's important it's my I guess it's a way of self-expression <laughs> in some ways right yeah and I think especially since yeah. you know we're, we're talking about like engineering design process I think it's cool that that model allows teachers all to be a little bit different in the way they do it like I always tell people like I just yeah. spoke the other day at a conference where I was like the way you do it and the way I do it, it's going to be completely different the delivery everything of it's going to look 100% different and that's okay that's yeah. what things all about nothing's going to look alike it's not a do-it-yourself model it's a you know, open-ended, everyone's going to be unique in their own way. Yeah. I think that's what's really cool about it. Yeah. Hun yeah. Big time. Um, yeah. The open-ended part, right? The students here really, really, really like, and I think um, like, especially with, because I work with two different groups. I work with people that come from like your IB tier one. I don't like calling it tier one, but that's what it's labeled. And then mm -hmm. something called your affordable private schools here. The affordable private school kids, are not used to, and it's just by design. I mean, in Indian schools, you have 40 to 50 kids in a class. Wow. So you're only, you're, you have a space constraint, right? But it, it's fine. They're really good kids, but it's just like a lot of kids. Wow. <laughs> um, that is. And so this whole notion that you, you're, teachers are only, they're kind of forced to only teach one way, right? You have so many kids in a room. There's only so many ways you can organize your desk. There's only so many things that you can do. So to come in and kind of disrupt that a little bit, even with a thinking routine, like a think pair share or uh, getting them to uh, wonder about a topic before getting them to ask questions. That was really new here. And a lot of them kind of struggled in the beginning because 
they're still in this mindset of they really want to please the teacher. They haven't opened up a dialogue between teacher and student yet. Mm. So whatever, like I would say, it was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> let's think critically. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's been good to see them slowly warm up and talk to me about academics or intellectually and to know that they have a space where they can do that which I really appreciate about STEM and to get them to stop competing so much because it's a very exam oriented country mm. here so they're they're very uh into ma'am he's cheating when somebody is stuck like on a STEM project and looks over to another group right, right. he's cheating right <laughs> so getting them to getting them to learn that you know they can work together has been really really good too so so when do you use the engineering design process in your room I mean you've probably had to build up to it like how would you or how do you describe it to your kids or I guess adults it might be the same but how do you describe that yeah to <laughs> it's funny I just finished a, I was on a call yesterday with two people and they were making a STEM toy. And we found a statistic that like every second person that comes out of university in India is an engineer, right? Oh, wow. But yeah, but um, they're not given like maybe the resources or the space to like truly create or innovate. Um, so the word engineer is widely used here. Um, I think breaking it down to what an engineer really does with the kid helps. Um, breaking down the this is what I have to do to deconstruct some things here. Um, and then breaking down what an engineer looks like, right? Cause uh, they have an idea of what, and it usually it doesn't include the girls, right? So um, going through like what an engineer could be, what an engineer does, what an engineer might look like, who an engineer might be. And then um, initially I don't label the steps yet. Initially, oh, wow. like, yeah, not, not in the beginning. Um, I kind of create mini lessons to go through each thing step by step because it's a very new way for them to learn. Um, so just to open up dialogue, for example, I'll pose like a prompt. Uh, so let, last week in our class, we were talking about everescent materials. So I'll say, okay, if this tablet is fizzy, then it must be everescent. They don't know what the word everescent means. I don't know. Then for the next, <laughs> yeah, for the next for the next 10 minutes, they're just asking questions, 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 questions. What does everescent mean? What does fizzy mean? Why, why would this tablet be everescent if it's fizzy? Um, and then we do whatever project that we're supposed to do and they go back and we answer the questions and they answer them on their own. Cause that by that time wow. they've gained the skills. Yeah. And anything that we don't know there, they can research it on their own. And it's been nice virtually cause Google's right there in the classroom, it was a little tricky. Um, do you but that's find, just one way. Yeah. Do you, I got to ask you before you go on, because I got to know this. Do yeah. you find that they are more intrigued doing that because they want to go out and find those answers for ones you didn't answer? Like, you know what I mean? The ones you're talking about, they got to go out and do research. 100%. Like, I got to know. 100% because it shifted that. the dynamics in the mm -hmm. class and it costs nothing, right? Mm -hmm. From me, from me going up there saying we're doing X, Y, Z to being like, I, it doesn't nothing's even in order like okay here's the topic now you take over and I'll be here and I'll help you but you take over everything I'm I'm less tired after the class because I'm not sitting there trying to explain 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 they're actually learning right I didn't make that up 
<laughs> that is from a place called the Right Question Institute. So if you want to check out their stuff, they're um, actually, they partnered with Harvard. Uh, and another place that's really good, that's partnered with Harvard, I, take, I took a couple of their courses called Project Zero. And um, they're thinking routines for STEM education. So the Right Question Institute and Project Zero, um, amazing, no cost techniques that just shift the dynamics slightly from the teacher being this, they call it a sage on stage to a guide on the side. <laughs> so. I always call it a, I always call a teacher facilitator. I say that all the yeah. time. I say, you know, if you're doing it right in STEM, you're not really teaching kids. You're kind of facilitating them. And there's been times like I, I'll do a similar thing where I give them, you know, a bunch of questions they don't know the answers to, and they got to find them. Or, you know, I say, Hey, what if you tried this? And they're like, Oh, I don't want to try that. I want to try this. That's yeah. yeah. You're not hurting my feelings. Like I get that. You want to try something new. Totally. Yeah. So I guess like the engineering design process, they, they get to a point where, okay, now we're in the point of development or creation. Um, and then we stop and we take a look back and it's like, look, I gave you all this one task. Take a look around the room. Everybody's is different. And there's value in that. Everybody's outcome, everybody's mm -hmm. output is different than that one similar input, right? And imagine how that applies to so many different places in life, right? Yeah. Another thing is that I've had to teach them is iteration, right? In the engineering design process is like, there isn't this right and wrong. If it's not working, let's fix it, right? Mm -hmm. um, let's go back and take a look at it. Um, and that is very, 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 very important in the process because a lot of, and I think even we've been conditioned that if you don't do it the right time and it's not working, then you did it wrong. Yep. Right. Yes. And, and you're, you're the bad creator. Right. You, and that's, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Do, no, do like you were kind of saying about how, you know, they step back and they look about how all of them are different and all that stuff. Do you feel like that principle, like you said, because of the culture is like hard for them to take in since they're, you know, not used to engineering oh, yeah, design process. That too. Oh yeah, yeah. But the minute, um, they, they see it, it just clicks right away. Like, oh, it's just, it's, just, it's yeah. like the first time they see it, it's like, Oh, right. Duh. <laughs> that is yeah, so cool so, and you get to see that that, yeah, that gives me chills because yeah. that's like the thing that you know as a teacher you want to see yeah. you want to be able to say look yeah. at all that you know look at how it's all different but yeah. it's all you know towards the same problem yeah that is so cool. yeah I love that yeah so yeah go ahead I'm sorry <laughs> I, I'm just like in awe like if people watch the video I'm just like amazed like just how you're <laughs> little literally are transforming thinking and you are seeing it mm -hmm. yeah how you're breaking boundaries like culturally so like when people say you can't do stem like you are literally an example of like yeah you can like yes you can do yeah and I think it's really important for me as a foreigner here to be very careful that I don't overstep a boundary of like uh that I'm just providing a resource, even if it's just intellectually or academically, that is culturally culturally relevant. Like I don't want to come in as some, you know, excuse me, but like a white savior because a lot of people do, right? right. Like a lot of people mm -hmm. come into these spaces or these countries thinking they know best because they're from the West, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's been really important for me to make sure that I respect that even though they're kids, yeah. I'm not from here. And to make sure that I'm not coming in and it's taken a lot of unpacking and learning and deconstructing for me too, right? Um, to make sure that whatever we're doing is India specific and that that demographics 
need, right? Because there's a mm -hmm. difference between the middle class families and then the, the top tier families, right? So um, that's been really nice uh, because people really receive that really well when they feel heard and respected and yeah, <laughs> so. That's, and that's so cool for us. Cause like you said, it's a completely different cultural thing. Yeah. Um, but you're still approaching STEM the same way. And we still have similar goals as far as what yes. we're achieving. And I think it's cool too, because like you said, you know, it's really test oriented and, you know, yeah. kids are kind of seeing that and you're kind of showing them that they're not seeing you as being, like you said, that person they're seeing you as like, wow, you know, she does things a little bit different. And they're probably like my students sometimes where they're like, Mr. Sharp, he's a STEM teacher. Like he has too much fun. He's not a real teacher. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. you know, oh, yeah, 100%. I mean? like, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I told you they would walk in and at, in the beginning, I just only mm -hmm. use Lego and it was like, yes, the toy room. They had no idea what a makerspace was. So, and I think, yeah. I mean, it's just cool to hear the engineering design process just a little bit different because you know, the way I do it and the way you do it is different, but we have so many common goals and even the way Naomi does it. And I think that's what is so cool just to hear that question there. And man, I could hear you talk about for hours about that question yeah. alone. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I still, as, as like, that's kind of in the beginning and then as they get warmed up to this way of learning, cause it's a lot, um, then I start to label all the steps if need be. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, they still plan. I still find massive value in planning too. And I have to teach them like, I don't care what you do. You can write a list. You can make a draw a picture because that's another thing. I, I think globally, all these kids are like, I can't draw. I'm like, it's not about that. It's about mm -hmm. just get it out. Of, just get it out of your brain. That's all right. I want you to do some way, somehow, just get it out of your brain. Um, and that's been, and then, and then we go through all that. The other thing is the reflection piece, um, which kind of often goes overlooked and I'm guilty yeah. of that. But if I, yeah, <laughs> um, giving and making sure when I lesson plan that there's almost equal time weighted in the reflection piece. In the beginning, it was like intro, build, reflect yeah. right? <laughs> oh and this is a podcast so like a little bitty intro massive build little bitty yeah. reflect yeah so and i i feel that extending that yeah i do that i do that still sometimes too and i feel so guilty because i feel like there's so much learning happening in that reflecting piece so i'm so glad you pointed that out yeah. because i even told my students the other day i'm like this project i want us to focus more on the reflection piece because we've neglected it so much so I mean, yeah. like for this project, I'm like, you know, this time I'm trying to make the building a little less and the reflecting piece a little bit bigger just yeah. with the time strains I have. So I'm kind of changing my question on you because I know we always talk about these questions. Oh, please. But hey, I got to ask. So I got to ask, how do you kind of showcase that for kids, that reflecting part where you show them it's important and that learning happens there? You know, they don't get a lot of time to talk to each other academically or intellectually. They don't get a lot of time to um, unpack and they learn a lot here. Like just to give you an example, my husband went to university in Canada. Um, his cousin was in engineering school there. What they were doing in engineering school there at a university level, he had already learned in high school here, which is the same wow. school. Yeah, yeah. That's so just to... Yeah, so they, they, they don't have a they don't have time to just like, what did we just do kind of thing? Like, what did we just learn? Like decompress all that. Um, so I think with 
uh, you know, you have your kids that are just going to say things like any classroom, and then you have your kids that need a little bit more guidance. So in the beginning, making sure when they reflect on the work that they've done, that it is slightly constructed and that it's in small groups, right? And mm -hmm. that every kid has to have an equal time to speak in the beginning. And then as class goes on, things get a little bit more candid. We get a little bit more comfortable with each other. They understand the routines. Um, it could just be a whole group conversation. It just, it really depends on the project. But I think in the beginning, keep the, the sizes small and ensure that you've given every kid time to talk um, to each other. So that helps. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love that. Um, we are, I, I can't believe it, but at this point, I feel like we, like I barely talked, but like I, we I have know. gotten so much packed in. So we have to have you back. I know that's what we're gonna have love, to do. Like, I love you guys. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll we will have to. I'll wake up anytime and I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> so we always like to end the episode um, asking, you know, what are some cool projects maybe that you're releasing in the next couple of months that you can yep. tell our listeners about and where they can find you? Yeah, yeah. So everybody can find me at sproutingstems.in all one word that's my blog and uh you know a couple of nice projects that i have released and then i'm well okay a really good one is the rube goldberg unit i spent a lot of time on that one and um it's for virtual learning too but it can be easily done in the classroom just using whatever you have around you um and what i like about that is when you look at a rube goldberg machine it's like what and it's totally deconstructed mm -hmm. down to step by step by step by step. And I've had some amazing submissions from people from all over the right. world that have done this. Um, so that's a good one that I have. Yeah. Uh, edible chemistry has been going really well this month. <laughs> so it was, you know, Indians love to eat. Indian food is amazing. So my students were like, can we cook? I was like, okay, let's cook. And then <laughs> tied in this, <laughs> I was like tied in the STEM piece, aligned it to standards with NGSS. I was like, boom, done. We have an edible chemistry unit where we talked about yeast activation. Um, next week, we're going to be making, we're actually just going to make a banana bread ball, but talk about how it's all bind together, right? Oh, that's perfect so yeah cool. yeah week one we we made butter so how things transformed from a liquid to a solid right and it's been really really fun um and then next month i don't know if i'm going to sell this but i'm definitely going to teach it um i'm finally starting electronics again oh, so I found a really wow. yeah good low cost kit <laughs> here in india and the kids are going to just start building again so that's going to be fun yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on today. I know I had a great time. Yeah. I feel like I learned so much about. So I know. I know. <laughs> you have like the best stories. Like. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy. I I I have found this community because I've been doing this alone for years, and it was mm -hmm. not easy. So I'm really, really yeah. happy that there's people like you in this world. So. Right. And that's what. <laughs> and that's kind of why we always like we got to start this podcast because STEM is always. A, d a department of one is what we always yeah. say. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. Yep. So, like, we, yeah, we appreciate your time and um, being here you. today. Um, and thank you, Innovative Teachers, for tuning in today. Um, we loved creating this episode for you today. Um, make sure you continue to follow us, um, all of the content this year on our Instagram. Um, next week we are actually rolling out our innovative teacher corner. I know we released it on social media. 
Um, but for those of you that don't know what that is, it is a chance for you to show off your business or your basically your teacher business or what you do that kind of makes you unique. We want to show you off. So just reach out to us at innovative teacher podcast at gmail.com and we will collaborate on how we can make this work. And if you're a business, we can do the same thing. Also, if you're looking for some awesome resources, the innovative teacher Patreon club is a great club for you to join as we release monthly products that will help you in your room. Thank you so much for listening to Innovative Teacher. We will see you in the next episode. This has been the Innovative Teacher Podcast with hosts Naomi Meredith and Spencer Sharp. Tune in next Thursday for another edition as we help teachers learn and grow together and move their classrooms forward. Music by Audionautics.com. Thanks for listening.